Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Just Impolite podcast with Jennifer Ellen Parker and myself, David Glazebrook. This is going to be episode seven, Everything is Energy. Um, this is our seventh weekly podcast that's taken two months to record because Jennifer and I have become extremely busy over the last couple of months. So what we're going to do, um, this is going to be the last podcast for this season. So we'll call it season one. And then we'll pick up again, probably October. October sounds good. Yeah. Except that's my busy season. Oh, is it? Yeah. But so, that's okay. Okay. Well, there will be a, there'll, there'll be a season two. We just got to, we're still massaging schedules. So. Yeah. There's been a lot, a lot of big changes. Yeah. Well, it's just the summer, just busy, which is good, which is very good. So Jennifer, why don't you tell us, tell us about today's podcast? Oh, I'm, I'm going to describe. Yes. Okay. We described, we, we, we talked about this. So, so we, no, we said you were going to be in charge. I think you need to, to, to speak closer to the mic. Oh, you are on it tonight. I am. I'm rare form. We, um, still we, not, you still need to be closer to the mic. You can't hear me. Well, it's, it's kind of faint. Okay. No. Hold on. So we're back in your yoga studio, which okay. is ironically where, why are you laughing at me? Because I still can't hear you. Oh, you see Wait. how I'm picking it up? I know. Yeah. We, we're operating with no chairs. What? This is foolishness. This might be like, okay. All right. Go I'm going to copy you. There you go. Yeah. Are you happy? Yes. So last, last podcast was civil discourse. Yes. Two months ago. Well, in all fairness, we did record this episode already. And it was your it was your favorite. It episode. was awesome. It was great. We did it at the store, we did which it was at the, the store. first. It was fantastic. And then wait, can I tell what happened at the end? Well, I was just gonna say there was technical difficulties. No, I was before to be nice. that. I That's was it. like, no, but the cliffhanger before that, we were both in tears at the end. Yes. And I was like, do you want to, do you want to publish this? And you go, yeah, yeah, it's what, it's what it was. Right. And then, um, we both had somewhere to be. Mm -hmm. So I started uploading it and mm -hmm. I closed my laptop and it did not save. Well, I kind of looked at you and I said, I think I might've just kiboshed our episode, but anyway, so here we are. Wasn't so, meant to be. No. No, it was not meant to be. We'll see if tonight's meant to be, because who knows what Jennifer will bring. Well, so a lot of big changes. So the last time I did a podcast, it was her story. Yeah. And um, I said that I was going to put the farm on the market. Yes. That was part of my busy. Yeah. Um, two full dumpsters, like massive big dumpsters later. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. A yard sale. Mm -hmm. Everything in my house is essentially gone. Yep. Except oh, I still have a lot of tables and for some Ruby. reason. Ruby's still there, <laughs> and the two cats are there. Um, the goats. The goats. I yeah, I'm down to four goats. Did one die? I've had three that have passed away. I can't remember. Oh, I thought Rosie, because I know you said you were worried about Rosie. Rosie's still there, so okay. Rosie's part of the four. So the house is on the market. It's been on the market for almost a month. Yeah, not uh, about a three Coming weeks, up on really. A month, yeah. yeah. And um, I'm no longer working at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. 
I transitioned back to my business full time. So I, um, yeah, I've had a ton of huge changes. And there were some times that you'd said, let's do the podcast. And I'd be like, no, I don't really feel like it. And then a lot of times you, this is your busy season. Yeah, this is my busy season at the studio. So it's like every day I got something going on. You don't have a day off right now. No, not really. No. Even, even the days I'm not teaching, I am probably doing the back end work for the studio. But you have a full-time job. Yeah. That we don't really talk about. Well, I'm, I'm a professional emergency manager for a government agency. He's in the CIA. No, I'm not <laughs> in the CIA. And then, but you have some really cool things happening. Yeah. You have yeah. paddle boarding. Yeah. Paddle boarding has been huge. And hiking. Hiking, beach yoga. We got... Outdoor yoga at uh, Ocean Fire Pottery, Bell Farms in York, and then uh, Stage Neck Inn and the York Beach Surf Club. And you picked up a, a famous person for weekly yoga. They did? Yeah. What? Famous person? A local for... celebrity. I did? Oh, you. <laughs> I finally made it to yeah. Dave's yoga classes. <laughs> yeah, I'm so now you officially... You come to my Monday night class, strength class. I'm officially a public yoga yes, student. Right. But I also do it at my home. Yes. More frequently. That's good. Yeah. You do good. I love it. So why, why, don't you, why don't you tell us what we're going to be talking about today? Well, so you called this last time. You yeah. said you wanted to talk about energy. Well, I didn't know if I wanted, I called it. You talked about this in general. Um, I, what, well, I said if we talk about energy, you're going to make me look like a Fruit Loop. Oh, I'm not going to make you look like a Fruit Loop. I, that, that's, you always think I'm trying to make you look bad. I'm not trying to make you look bad. I think it's interesting. This is a, this is a really interesting su subject about the energy in people all around us. Uh, you can even go into the cosmos. I mean, like, it's an endless subject. We can, like, touch just about everything. I'm actually really excited about it. Yeah. Um, and listening over some of the older podcasts, I think it would be most excellent if you led the charge Oh. on oh, this okay. episode. How do you feel so, about that? So Sure. So energy. So what we were talking about, <laughs> um, I can remember the last podcast that we did that was, had technical difficulties. Um, we were talking about, so what is energy? So what is it? And we're not talking about, you know, the electricity and, you know, the, the plug we're talking about, you know, a energy that is surrounds us. It's like, you know, if you're a big star Wars fan, like think about the force. So the force, I mean, that's the perfect analogy and like energy is actually everything. So it is right. the fuel, right? It's a fuel. So we're, I remember we were talking about, um, so what is it? And it's the, I, I think we kind of came to the idea that it's, it's the force that connects everything. So it's, it's fascinating to see, like, I think when we were talking about, you see somebody walking down the street, you don't know the person, but you can almost read their energy by the way they're walking. Or sometimes like you can feel a person comes into the room and you can feel the energy change in the room, good or bad. It doesn't have to be positive. Uh, sometimes if you're around a person that has, I don't know if you want to call it similar energy or like energy, but you can feel that connection. So if you're, if you're with someone and your energy resonates, 
Right. So energy exists on a frequency. Everything yeah. moves. Right. Everything moves. And that's energy. It's the vibration of matter. Mm -hmm. So something on a very low frequency moves very slowly. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about matter, it would be things that appear to be still, like a rock. Right. Um, things that um, you you can't put your hand through. What is that called? So something that's solid. We just finished a yoga class, so we're both exhausted and starving. But like energy that um, moves very fast, you know, think of a hummingbird. Mm -hmm. um, is that positive or negative though? So I don't, I don't think it's either if it's fast. Well, within energy, there are, there are positive and negative charges. If you negative will. charges within the particles themselves. Right. So what we started talking about um, last. Well, we talked about auras. And we were talking about auras and we're how. We're talking about auras. So, like, if you look at philosophies uh, throughout the world, and some of these philosophies, you know, weave into religion. And so, like, in the Christian uh, denominations, you have the aura. That's so. I remember growing up, you know, I was, I was raised Catholic and you, you have those pictures of, you know, this Jesus and the, the, the apostles and they have this circle around their head. Known as the halo. Is it like, or a halo, but it's, that is their aura. If you look at, um, you know, in yogic philosophy, like the chakras, and if you're vibrating one of the chakras, that movement, you will, like there's colors with each chakra, you will emanate that color. I guess if you're connected to it, uh, if you, you know, you can almost every major philosophy, religion has something that deals with that energy source. Um, and I don't think that's ever really explained because I don't know if we can explain. I don't know if like as humans, we have the intellectual know-how, how to explain it right yet. So I'm going to say something I know that you're going to laugh when I say it. So like, I'm not going to laugh. Well, was when we talked about the energy of the universe, they don't even know what it is. It's like all dark matter. And that's why they call it dark matter because they don't even know what it is. It's there. They can kind of, I don't want to say see it, but that's the best way I can describe it. They know it's there, but they don't know what it is, but it connects everything. Well, I think, you know, looking at Einstein and Max Planck and some of the early researchers, even, even, um, Madame Curie, like now moving into quantum physics from traditional, um, physics, they know, they know that, well, they used to think in a cell, right? Like right. they used to think, you know, your proton, your neutron, your electron. And they used to think that everything in between was simply space, that it was right. nothing. There was nothing. There. Now they know that that's not true anymore. The, well, that's where that dark energy or dark matter or well, idea I, comes from, right? I mean, I'm not a scientist, but that's, that's that not what like. they're, that's not, so new names are coming up every day yeah. and that's not what they're referring to that as, oh, but no, no. it's, um, oh my gosh. And I just had the name of this too. It's fine, right? It's fine. <laughs> we don't know. It's, well, not, I mean, for all our favorite thing, we like to say we're not physicists. Yeah. So, I mean, but, but that's kind of what we're talking about is that we, we know it's there, but we don't know what it is. I don't if think we you, can measure it. So either. if you go into quantum physics, quantum physics exists as if you think about a wave. Right. So a wave connects everything. 
But within that wave, there exists particles mm -hmm. and particles can act as individuals. Right. But however, those particles are connected by the ether or the, the energy, the, the energy source. that's connecting. Yeah. The, the energy force, if yeah. you want to say the yeah, force. Yeah, use the force. Right. But what I was going to say is the common listening back on all of our podcasts, the common theme has been emotions. Mm -hmm. Well, emotions can have energy, right? Emotions are energy. Well, they are energy. So, and energy always existing on a spectrum. We talked about this. Right. So, um, the law of polarity, everything exists as one, except like, um, a dimmer switch on a light, right. you can like turn it up and change, right. change the, the, um, the effect. So with energy, it's thought that the lowest frequency of energy at the bottom that vibrates very slow right. is fear. Right. And then as you move up through the emotions of energy, your highest is love. Right. So the belief is that as humans, we have the ability to consciously move through the emotions that we're not just simply reacting anymore. Mm -hmm. Where in decades past, we simply all just reacted. Right. And, you know, you're famous for saying, pause, take a <laughs> breath. <laughs> it's your yogi thing you do. Pause, take a breath, and don't let your emotions get the better of you. Right. Which is 100% spot on. If you, if you realize that you are not your thoughts, you can kind of step back, watch your thoughts happen, let them, let them calm down, you be still. You don't still. have to react on your thoughts. And you shouldn't react. Right. You should be aware of them. Mm -hmm. And then be aware of the emotion or the energy that they kind of bring about. Right. Because they're valid, right? So when you have an emotion, whatever it is, either high or low, uh, it's a valid emotion. It's, it's that energy that's built bubbling up in you that yeah. if it's going to make you react a certain way that is not helpful, you don't want to do that. But I think like we, and I, would you say we're the same generation? I know I'm older yeah. than you. Yeah. I would say we're the same generation. But we, I think we're one of the last generations that was taught to stuff your emotions. Oh, absolutely. Do not allow your emotions to come out. Mm -hmm. And we talk about that a lot on the podcast, that I'm emotional. I tend yeah. to get impassioned about things. But well, too. I'm very emotional. I just, maybe I'm better at stuffing it down. Well, what happens, better is relative. I mean, doesn't mean it's good. So even if you're not stuffing your emotions down and you're allowing them to sit for a while, it doesn't mean that that's the time to choose to act or react. Right. You can choose something I, I, uh, I learned in combat a lot was that, you know, the enemy and maybe this is not the best analogy, but the enemy takes action, which requires or is trying to force you into another action that is maybe more favorable to you. But it, it's almost like it's trying to drive an emotion and you don't have to react to it. You don't have to react the way, you know, for lack of a better term, the enemy or the world or society is trying to push you into. So you can say, you know what? I'm not going to make a decision right now, or I'm not going to react to this right now. I'm going to sit on it. Now, time is the, the caveat there because maybe you don't have time to sit on it. 
maybe you have to make a decision. But that's where that practice of pausing, taking a breath. I used to, uh, you know, something um, I just taught at the main yoga fest this weekend. And you're thing, so famous in the famous. yoga world. No, and, you kind of do have a well, little personality. But what I there. what I talked about, well, I just got a bad review on my so. But uh, for one Wait of my a classes, minute. what emotion did that elicit? Because that's I, a actually, perfect. I thought, I thought I I honestly, at first I was kind of like, what the hell? But anger at first. Yeah, of course, because well, you're, you're insulted by it, right? And you you're could like, feel you it rising so up in you. This person uh, came to one of my outdoor classes, and she did not appreciate my brand of humor it's a little off color sometimes well but it's not that but it was also like this wasn't really yoga oh this is your favorite topic yeah so it was like wow i didn't know she owned what yoga was so uh she basically just said you know hey you know it was a beautiful view but it wasn't really yoga is this a public review yeah so i i answered it and i just said i'm sorry you didn't enjoy the laughter and move on. But that, you know what, honestly, Dave, that's a perfect example of when we're trying to move through life mm. and we have these preconceived notions or ideas, especially people like myself that were brought up to be people pleasers that like don't make waves, right? And what's right. waves? Waves are energy. Don't right. don't distort the vibe that's going on right. or change it in any way. Yeah. So when we are moving through life and we're trying to do the best that we can, and both of you, both of you and I have led pretty public lives and out in the public and providing service, business or mm -hmm. what have you, when a negative review comes back, like that's, that's what we're talking about. You're in that real life moment and all of a sudden you're under attack. Yeah. So, so is it, is it a situation I, I, of fight or flight? Right. So I contemplated like, do I respond? Do I respond at all? So I don't have to. That's kind of fueling the fire. Depending well, it, it is and it isn't. How you so respond. The way, the way I, I looked at it was this. I can just let it sit there with no response. But I was like, you know what? No. I'm going to respond. So maybe a little snarky. but Did you respond snarky? No, I just said, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy the laughter. And that was it. That was it. But... Because, and I decided to respond because of the comment, like, well, this wasn't really yoga. Like, you know what? I'm not going to let that go and just be out there and be unanswered. Because it has to be answered. To me, that was a boundary for me. And or, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to, you know, call her out and, you know, say horrible things about, I mean, that's, that's not. That's childish. It's child, well, it's not productive either. So I was like, but no, I got to say something here because like, you know what? That's okay that what my class was, wasn't for you. That's all right. She's not the first and that's, and she won't be the last and that's okay. But to say that like, well, this wasn't really yoga. What? Like, who, who so do you this, think you are? Well, <laughs> you know, well she like, thought she was a yogi, well, but like. Well, that's, that's like, to me, like that's the exact opposite of what yoga is supposed to be teaching you. But you know, and I, I felt that energy. I felt that. I felt that negative, like, eh, like I'm almost holier than now or I'm better than you. And, you know, I, I don't react well to bullies. And sometimes I do get very mad, but I, I kept it together with this one. I was like, eh, all right. When did this happen? Uh, that happened uh, this past week. Oh. So, yeah. You kept it under tight wraps. I, well, it just doesn't need to be 
on how it's really out there. But, you know, I mean, it's... But sometimes, like, we talked about this in civil discourse is that not everybody's always going to agree. Not everyone's always going to have the same opinion. And maybe for her, her truth is that yoga is very serious. Like, for me, like, I practiced in private for seven years because my truth was that yoga was private. And and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You do what you got to do. I just don't like the judgment of it. Like, wow. I think, and then we talked about people wanting to feel right. Yeah. And I think like in today's world with just, you know, back to civil discourse, but that energy out there is so toxic. Like it really is a low vibrational, like you could feel it. And so what you're talking about is commonly referred to as the third dimension, the third dimension where humanity operates and moves about through fear yeah through a lower lying emotion mm -hmm. fear shame guilt doubt anything that is used as a motivating force that keeps down instead of lifts up and and if you listen to and that's so true because if you look at our political leaders today in probably the last 20 30 years it's about fear our media or well that's what the media is political. So I, I put them in the same part, but, but it wasn't always, if you no, go back I, to like Walter Cronkite, well, right? Even you I, think, well, I can tell you, well, yes and no. What so about Edward Burroughs? I, I think that the media, I mean, this is my little media spiel, especially from in our being in Iraq and dealing with the media in there, they have one goal in mind to sell commercial time for more money. They're corporations. That's what they do. And so they're going to push. So the news, if you will, becomes something to watch instead of something to get information from. And if you, if it becomes something to watch, then you can sell commercial time for more. Now, political ideologically, ideologically, yeah, that has seeped into it. So, but regardless, you know, back to the original point was, yeah, that fear is always, it's never about what we can do together and how we can grow. It's about beating the other side. And I don't understand that as much. I mean, not, it's not a hundred percent, but there's, it's about beating the other side. So it's like, you know, I'm just going to vote this way because I don't want the other side to win. And it's like, well, it's all fear based. Right. So it's, it's, well, and they, they both do it. Both political parties do it, uh, where it's, it's, yeah, we're going to f- make you fear the other people so much that you won't listen to them. And then not just now it's no longer just political leaders. It's also like anybody that sees things differently than you. If, well, if you also look at different corporate, um, philosophy, no, what's the word corporate, um, I'm so tired. This is why we yeah, we should talk about Dave's strength class on Monday nights. Except if it gets too busy, you'll probably kick me out. No. I'll be back in my bedroom doing private (laughs) yoga. But um, fear, the way different businesses are run. You step into a business and it's very um, regimented. You know, everything is controlled. 
and then you go into other corporations and it's it's very free flowing right. there's a lot of like what do you think how do you feel how would you do this right. less regimented so that's moving you know up the up the scale of emotions to understanding compassion um so and you're moving into creation instead of shutting down like so I don't know how wiggy are we getting? So we have well, the third so how, dimensions so, based on fear. So the question becomes then, so if we're in a time in history where there's a lot of negative energy. I, I would argue we're coming out of that. So right so? now, so what we've grown up in is the third dimension. What we're experiencing now is humanity or population on this planet is a transition into the fourth dimension and fifth dimension. The fourth dimension, if we're speaking in terms of energy, is when as individuals we recognize that we can hit the pause button. We don't have to react to everything. Right. We can, or we do start to become aware of our own thoughts, mm -hmm. that they're not controlling us, that we actually have control of them. Right. And then the next level is when, you know, your thoughts or your seeds, your ideas, when they start becoming things and experiences and moving into real life is when you start aligning your emotions behind them. Mm -hmm. So you have an idea. Well, it's going to, it's going to stay in your head until what? Until you start believing in that idea. And then you actually start taking physical steps towards making it happen. Right. And that takes a lot of positive energy, a lot of belief that it's in something that you love. It's a passion. It's something you believe in. The minute you start doubting yourself or slip back into fear, you start tripping yourself up. That makes, that makes sense because I think that the reason it's, it may feel overwhelming right now with negative energy is because the old way is they're clawing and trying yeah, to they're, hang they're on. on and you life. can see it in our political system. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, on a global scale, mm -hmm. look at what's happening in Ukraine. Yeah. But so the fourth dimension is when you start to realize that you actually have control and you're not driven by your thoughts or you're not driven by your emotions. You're not just a tool right. for them. So the fourth dimension, you become aware of, Hey, if I pause with this thought that's making me feel uncomfortable and I look at it slightly different, so you're changing the dial up, you're, you're reacting from fear, you're pausing and say, well, what if, what if I just sit with it and consider it in a different way? Mm -hmm. Or what if what I, I don't accept other, it as truth? Or I listen to the other person's point of view. And well, depending what it is, right? If well, it's someone that you don't, you don't is, accept it, you don't have to accept if it. If someone's just coming after you, no, yeah, but I'm I'm saying in general, like you can say, yeah, I'll sit and listen. I'll you sit can and listen, listen and then if it you feel like you're beating your head against the wall, right. so that's the fourth dimension. Is and you know, honestly, a lot of times, like people just don't move through the dimensions and say goodbye to the last one. You're yeah. kind of straddling. Mm -hmm. Like you will start learning that you have control over your thoughts, and you can. Um, change your emotions, but then you fall back into old patterns or habits. Right. Especially like, you know, this podcast is about PTSD. Mm -hmm. People and most people experience trauma, yeah. some sort of trauma throughout their life. If you've experienced that trauma, that's something that's ingrained in you. So it's mm -hmm. very difficult to move beyond it without conscious effort. Right. So as you move into the fourth dimension, you just realize that you have that ability. 
the goalpost, the fifth dimension, is when instead of operating from a place of fear, you're operating from a place of love. No matter what. No matter what. So you become like um, Teflon. And anything that is fear-based kind of just slips off of you because it's not your reality anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's not that it doesn't exist. It just doesn't impact you. So you almost, and then you'll start, your friend groups will start to look different. You'll start um, hanging out with different people. You'll start maybe listening to different news channels or different music. And that's based on the frequency that everything is vibrating on. So mm-hmm. low level frequency is fear-based, higher mm-hmm. level energy or is vibrating on, you know, emotional frequency of love. And then what's love? Love is acceptance. Love is compassion. Love is kindness. Love right. is think of all the good, yeah. <laughs> the good vibes, the good words. Good vibes. So when you're making your decisions from that place, you're not allowing for fear to have a prominent position in your life. So when people are talking about the third, fourth, fifth dimensions, and they're saying, oh, like, so then you get your spiritual or your yogi gurus or whatever, proclaiming that they're (laughs) evolved or I'm so evolved. I'm evolved. evolved. I'm I'm resonating at a higher vibration. What's that? They're coming for us. What did we do? Dave likes to do, Dave likes to call me out in um, yoga strength I, class. I only called you out once. Just once? Well, because we did, you you came to one class and then after the class, you told me that wasn't that hard. Went, huh? Yeah, that wasn't. So the next class she came to, I said, somebody, I didn't say <laughs> You're my name, staring me down. Said it wasn't hard enough. So that's not, I didn't say it wasn't hard enough. You're like, what did you think of class? And I was like, like, eh. Yeah, it was all right. I barely broke a sweat. I did I break a sweat? Did you break a sweat tonight? Did I? Yes, you did. You think I did? Last class I did. Yeah, last class you did. Last last class you were out to get me. Yes, I was. (laughs) You were like, you were bound and determined I was not gonna be able to do the repetitions. Well, I watched you do some push-ups and your form is not correct. Tonight, I know it wasn't <laughs> like going to a low plank. I think you're supposed to get your chest to the ground. Yeah, sagging, mine was not. No, it wasn't sagging yes, my hips. I, saw, I was right holding my chest up. You're holding your chest up so your because your hips were sagging. So you need to drop your knees. Why are you being so critical? You're just so upset with the woman being critical about your yoga class. (laughs) There's nothing wrong. I want you to drop your knees. We're quickly slipping into third dimension here. I want you you to sag. I don't want you to sag the hips. I want you to drop your knees. It's the same pose. I say this in the class all the time. Same pose. This is why I do yoga at home. What's that? This is why I do yoga at home. It's a judgment-free zone. I didn't judge you. It's fine. I just didn't want you to hurt your lower back. You know, what's so funny is that I do listen to you because you have the experience and you have the hours and I don't, and I have been doing it alone my whole life, but it's like, usually like the spectrum, right? Like the pendulum, you'll correct me. So I'll swing a hundred, <laughs> I'll go the total opposite direction and then my hips will be too high. Yeah. And then you'll okay. make a it'll, comment. It'll, it'll work out eventually. That's why they call it practice. That's why it's practice. Just keep doing it and eventually you'll get there. So 
the energy podcast that we did that I deleted was really good. <laughs> and I feel like we're reaching to recreate it. Yeah. I, I don't, well, so talked about auras. We talked about entities, entities. So but we even talked about heaven and hell. We did or we didn't. We did. We did? Remember I told you, yeah, because I had my theory of what heaven and hell is. Oh, and we disagreed on this. Yeah. So, well, so this, this, this should be interesting. So my theory. Everyone's going to think you're right. Of course they are. This is how sense. this podcast goes. You have your groupies. So the, my theory, and I think it's pretty good. I think it's a pretty good theory. Should we say how we were raised religiously? Like, cause that's, well, that I was makes raised a Catholic. And I was raised Protestant. Right. So I believe what is known as heaven and hell is the same place. It's just that your energy, either positive or negative, either attracts other energy or repels it. So if it repels it, just like atoms moving around or electrons, it's if it's not around other stuff, it's in a cold, dark, lonely place. So they're in a personal hell. And then if they are positive energy and they attract air, other energy it's warm comforting and supportive and there will be heaven in and, general i'm not gonna I'm and not this gonna, is after you die this is after you die so that's where we disagreed so well no i do agree that i think wherever that plane exists there is no time this is what we also talked about time which yeah. is really important because it's relative so it's relative but i think like you know, your most people's, you know, great, great grandparents are probably not here. They're probably in that other plane, but you're there with them already because there is no timeline. There is no time. It's, it's all on the same plane. Time is present. Right. It's so everything that ever existed is will in, exist, does exist, right. exists in the here right. and now. So we were talking about, was it Edgar Casey? You were talking about Edgar yeah, Casey. That's that's his name. I always forget his name, so I just I always I want to say Wayne Casey, like the, the serial killer. But Wayne Gretzky? No, not Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> no, the serial there's a serial killer, Casey. I always I always get that. I don't story. know that anyway. So killer. you know. Well, just, can I just say about time? Like, so you know, as we were taught as children, it was time was linear. Ever right. existed? Time existed on a line. Right. There was a beginning, a middle, an end, the future. Right. And then um, time became cyclical, right? traveled in circles. And so that went on for a couple decades, but now there's a new way of looking at time. And I really, I, I can buy into it more. I, 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 I agree with like, like that the psychic Edgar Casey. Wait, can I just say, okay. are you going to say that time is spherical? Spherical. So is that how you say it? I don't know. You don't pronounce the H? Spherical, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, like, time, I'm not an English major. Like, it it travels in a spiral, so it keeps coming back, and you know, like I'm doing it with my finger, like everyone can see yeah. it. But like, can you guys see how I'm doing? <laughs> so that it always travels and it comes back upon itself. So if you think about things like deja vu or right. things like um, you feel just a certain resonance with a, a time in history. You just are drawn to it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when you're in, 
you're in middle school or high school and you, you have to do reports. Do they still do that? Yeah. I, I, I don't think so. they do. Like, wait, I'm trying to think what Libby, if she's done the. I'm sure they do reports. Sometimes. For some reason, I think they do papers, essays. essays. They do essays. Papers, whatever. The same. It's, it's, but it's the like certain kids, you know, if you go to school with kids long enough, certain kids always gravitate towards the same times in history, mm. the same leaders, right. the same yeah. events or experiences. Do you remember what you always wrote your papers on? Oh, it was always um, ancient Greeks. I was Al always Alexand Egypt. Al Alexander the Great. Um Still fascinated with that. Still, I love I love that period in history. Really? Mm -hmm. Not the Norse gods. No. no, not the Norse gods. I never. I never even. So, Lee Ferrickson. What's that? No, Lee Ferrickson. No. no, you kind of look like him. Do I? <laughs> I, I? I was always. I've always been drawn to the ancient, well, Macedonian and uh, Alexander the Great timeline. That's pretty impressive for a young person to. Yeah, I used to. I did papers on it all the time. I, was, I think I still have it in my house. It was, I did a paper like I think it was like third or fourth grade on the Alexander the Great. We could do one on a historical figure, and I always did. I was always um, the ancient pyramids. Mm -hmm. I was always the witch, tri witch trials mm -hmm. in Salem, and um, a lot of this is going to be a big surprise. A lot of the women. The women things. Leaders in the 1700s and 1800s were always my go-tos. Mm. But for whatever reason, we resonate with those places, those times and experiences. So you were going to talk about Edgar Casey, Right. So when, like, so those that don't know who he is, he was the, I don't know, was he wasn't really a psychic. He was a psychic. He was a clairvoyant. Clairvoyant. Where, he channeled. Right. So he used to go into his state. Um, he was mostly medical. Uh, he did a lot of medical, like diagnosis stuff. Like, you know, like, you know, people would bring them somebody that, you know, medical science couldn't figure out what was going on and he'd channel it and he'd figure out what was going on. And he always ended up being right. And, uh, somebody asked him eventually, like, you know, how are you getting this information? Because this guy, I think he had like a eighth grade education. Like he wasn't, you know, a doctor, like he was, uh, and he said uh, he is able to access a plane where there is no time. Everything that's ever existed or will exist is there. Do you know what that's called? Well, just there's a name. You can just let me pause. I'm so excited. Yeah. I know stuff that you might not know. I know I'm, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you know a lot of stuff that I don't know. But um, so he said, everything that's ever existed or will exist, every, everything is there. You just have to know how to access it. And the way he, I, I believe the way he describes it, anybody can do this. Everybody is, can do it. Everybody can do it. Everybody can access this plane and anything you ever wanted to know is in that plane. So, so to take that, so that plane that he's referring to, if you want to look it up on your own or go into a deep dive, it's called the Akashic Records. The Akashic a K A S H I C okay. records. I've never heard of that. Akashic, Akashic, tomato, tomato. Yeah. But so the way that it's presented is that exactly what you said. It's everything that's ever been thought, right. felt, executed, done, said, everything in existence. And not just our existence. 
in multi-universes. That's the other buzz term in the multi-universes. Right. So if there's if there's aliens out there, like their stuff, the Lemurians, the Syrians, the Palladians. Yeah. The, well, I'm just saying it's all out there. We'll, we'll so do, it's we'll not. Do a I'm not saying on aliens one day, and that's that's when people are going to think you're weird. That's all right. Who's <laughs> I'm just repeating things that are already out there yeah, yeah, yeah. and already talked about. Mm-hmm. But so what you said is that and what he's saying and most and most psychics are clairvoyants or the different types of people that are channeling or picking up energy in unique ways. They're tapping into that and they're they often will talk about it as the great library in the sky. Yeah, right. Because you there are just endless shells and it's everything's cataloged into books. So there are meditations that you can grab on YouTube where it literally walks you through. You do something very similar that you open your yoga class with. You slow your breath, Mm -hmm. you connect to your body, you make sure you're fully present. And then it's a guided meditation. And I did, I, I did one, one time. It's supposed to be access the library for you. And it, yes. And like, but the one that I listened to, it was giving me lottery numbers. Do you, how do you, you really want to know how much money I have? No, I just want some How do you know numbers. I haven't won a lottery? Regardless if you've won the lottery or not, I just want But you know. assume that I didn't get the lottery numbers and I'm saying, how do you know that I didn't get the oh, lottery well, numbers? Then you need to share. Share with, okay. But anyway, so the Acacia records, right? Like mm-hmm. that's fascinating for anyone that's even mildly interested in the esoteric or energy or all of this witchy stuff that you like to call it. But also the premise is not only does it exist in the Acacia records, but everything that we need to know exists within ourselves Mm -hmm. that, you know, some of the missing, this is where I'll get flack, I'm sure, but some of the missing books from the Bible that were taken out by the guy that you like to talk about. That's the guy I like to in the about. 1400s. The thir- who was oh, the Nicene? No, it's the 1400s, not, not the Essenes. Like, the, the so Nic- they found the missing books in the caves of the Essenes. But, like, who the, was the Roman the, Catholic guy that the, said you need a Bible? You need a record. Oh, that's Constantine. Yeah. So, Constantine, when they took out some of these books, one of the, the Nicene Council is what they got. Oh, okay. And I was, I was, oh, you're saying the Essenes. 73. I could be wrong. It's okay. It's, it might be three. You're never wrong, though. It's, it might be like 343 or something like that. So, and I'm not sure which book it was in, but it talks about, it was the one that, so the book of Thomas, I'm pretty sure that Jesus was talking with Thomas and they were talking about that the church or the church of God exists within your heart. Right. That everyone has direct access. Mm. So everything you need to download you have at your fingertips if you want. I believe that. I do believe. I remember, you know, and I think that knowledge has got passed on. Some it's, say it's in our DNA. Well, I think it is, but I, I think that, you know, and this is what, this is one thing we did talk about where I think that we just haven't got the capacity to, to describe a lot of things. So when we're talking about philosophy and they were, we were talking about ideas of religion and all that have, it's, we already know it all. It's just we don't know how to a, access it or describe it. So, like, I remember my my growing up, you know, uh, being a little kid and me asking my mom, you know, what who is God? What is he? And she said, God is everywhere. He's in you. And that you or, are part. So the premise is God is you. Right. And 
you are part of God. Mm-hmm. And I, I always took that, like, I always loved that. I thought that was a, that's a really cool, but like you go to the, the church or, you know, the Sunday school or like, are they going to tell you that? Not necessarily, but some, some do. Yeah. But, but I think that the, the basic premise is still in there. And pretty much most all religions say that it's just that it's a different way of interpreting it. Um, because when we, when you have, so as society develops across the world, it develops differently because who knows different foods, different geography, different animals, different, you know, whatever it is. So when we developed our philosophy and talking about how to access energy and what that connection is, it developed in a way that made sense to them. So like, you know, if you're talking about Europe and you're talking about East Asia, it's really the same stuff. It's just explained differently. So a lot of the Bible stories, um, a lot of the different religions have a lot of similarities and can actually trace back to the, the Kabbalah, which is one of the oldest books. So the, you know, the story of the ark. But one of the things that if you look at some of the greatest prophets like Jesus, Muhammad, um, and, and prophets, like I would even go as far to say like Gandhi, Mother Teresa, um, Buddha, Mm. like the common theme is love. Like love is the highest, most powerful energy or force on the planet. If you, if you look at any major religion, God is love. How many religions say that God is love? It's the same, it's the same exact thing. God is love or be nice to one another. Be kind. Yeah, be kind. Be nice to one another. Don't, don't be a jerk. That's, that's literally it. That's the lesson. And I think that's because that energy that's created with that is going to be so much powerful than any more powerful than anything else you can do. So and it's going to connect things more than anything else you can do. One of the things that they talk about when you're learning about energy, and this is what we got into the podcast that I didn't upload correctly, yeah. is that Einstein, who spent his whole career working with energy relatively, time, mm-hmm. Um, all of that, like one of his, one of his quests was to prove the existence of God. Yeah. Like he had numerous conversations with his daughter about this. And as he was getting older, um, and handing over the reins, they were just then starting to dip into quantum physics. One of the things that's happening right now is the string theory, Yeah, which, you know, was a huge part of the foundation for so long is now starting to kind of fall apart a little bit. It's being disproved, but it's like, it's not, it's not a bad thing when we have to look at things a little bit differently and shift our mindset. Like at one time, or for some people, the world is flat. The world is still flat for some people. Right. You know, there, there are groups of people, dinosaurs, Group of people that believe that dinosaurs are six to seven thousand years old, right? Even with carbon dating or all of those things that are available, people have to constantly reevaluate and readjust, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and a lot of times, fear will people will keep people entrenched in their beliefs that they've been born with. 
-hmm. It's scary. It's scary to well, it's, realize it's, that it's 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 your truth may not be right. Everything or may no longer be true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it, that's a scary. Like everything I based my belief system on is no, no longer, longer relevant. relevant. It's no longer true. You know, I from the um, the writing that I write daily on just love and share that publicly. So I've met a lot of interesting people and I talk to you about mm -hmm. who I'm talking with and yeah. different people that come in and out of my sphere because of my writing. And there's this, um, there's this older gentleman and we have a nickname for him, but I'm not going to say it, <laughs> but like, it's a good nickname, but just for his anonymity. But like one of the things in a discussion that we were having he said to me, he goes, would you consider that love is truth? Mm. And I thought about that. And I also, I, I feel like truth is a perspective. Like my truth. Yeah. It might be different from somebody else. It's very different than your truth. And a lot of times you like to point that out. Yeah. It's just if it's wrong. political right. or yeah. if it's gender yeah. based or if yeah, it's. Yeah, your, 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 your truth is wrong. We yeah, can't. Right. We can't always land in the same place with our truths. We can't. We try. I think we I do. I think we agree much more than you think we do. But that's okay. I. <laughs> you don't think we do? Then you're just being a smart ass all the well, time. Yeah, that's what I do. But if, if love is truth, then anytime we lie or we misspeak, then you could say you're operating out of fear. Yes. Fear that you're not good enough. Fear right. that um, fear you loss. won't be accepted. Right. Loss, yeah. all of that. You'll lose something. Mm -hmm. And I, I've been thinking about that a lot. And, you know, the energy you feel when you're sitting in fear as opposed to when you feel love, like... It's a lot different. Oh, I know, I know what I wanted to do. Uh, I was going with Albert Einstein. Yes. Is that... He, he looked at, you know, wanting to prove the existence of God and that, you know, so if you look at certain universal pr principles as above, so below, mm. and we talked about this, like the cosmos mm. and, you know, always ever expanding. And you try to think about that, right? Like, so here we are sitting in York, Maine, in mm. your yoga studio. Mm. What's on the other side of us? Well, New England. Right. If okay. we leave York, Maine, then we go into U New yeah. England. If we leave New England, where are we? We're in the United States of America, and then, so and then so. North America, and then Earth. Yeah. And then our okay. This is when my science background is horrible, but like when you leave Earth, we're in our solar system. Yes. And then that's within a galaxy. No, that's our uh, so solar system to uh, yeah, it's a galaxy. So we're in the Milky Way galaxy universe and then you go into the universe and then so okay so we get out to the universe is there just like this giant wall and it just ends right and then if that's the case then what's on the other side of that wall mm -hmm. is it your dark matter or is it just doesn't exist it's just nothing there just you can't go anywhere i don't, I don't know is that true but so like if you well, think about energy is like what I've einstein said energy is always ex right so there was there's a scientific theory about i think i don't i think they call it the bubble theory or something like that where there's several like 
infinite amount of universes and the, like the this multi, huge, the yeah, multiverse there. Right, there's these in huge bubbles, like floating around and God knows what. I don't know, but but what? Quantum? There's actually that there's a theory. That this is kind of cool. There's a theory that gravity is actually leaking from another universe. It's so strong. I can't even conceptualize. Yeah, isn't that, that, I don't that's even just know what you're talking crazy. about. Can you imagine? It's so strong. It's leaking into our universe. Oh my gosh. All of a sudden I'm waking up and I'm remembering all the different things we talked about. Oh my God. But so if, so if you're expanding the same way that you can expand outward, yeah. what quantum physicists are same. doing now, they're going inward. inward. Right. So like they're taking the atom and they're splitting it. And, you know, so you have these particles and then it's down to the word that I was trying to think of is a quark. A quark is think, now like one of right. the smallest. Right measurable yeah because then they do one like with uh those colliders like out in Switzerland, like they created a quark or something like that they thought it was like the greatest thing ever and now Which they're it, splitting that yeah yeah and crazy. so it just keeps like so as as everything keeps expanding at the smallest level it it doesn't stop as well right no it doesn't it keeps going it keeps going and going and going yeah with it's but that's but that's just, i think that just shows you how everything's connected Everything is part of everything else. And there is no disconnect. So when we're living in a society that likes to operate on the great divide. Right. Well, that's that's why so they when we operate. we feel oh. at odds each day right. and we feel stress and we feel anxiety and because we feel become, worry and doubt. Right. Because if, because we, the general populace becomes less powerful if it's operating out of fear and divided, right? Well, we become less powerful. I mean, it might be scarier, but just think if, you know, if everybody was not going to say necessarily on the same page, but like had some common truths that like say, you know, Hey, no, that's not acceptable. This or that. The common truth, though, I think is what gets us in trouble in the first place is someone, someone has an idea and they and they proclaim it as the truth. Yeah. Oh, yes. Right. So then, what happens that people right. well, adopt the truth as right. their own, right. whether they truly believe right. it or not? Yeah. It's like freedom of speech. Like, well, you have freedom of speech. Well, unless if I don't you, like, unless I don't like what you're saying, and then, well, then it's not freedom of speech. I think where love comes in is recognizing that we each have our own truth. So I have my truth, and. I recognize that you have your truth. Love is me being unconditional in allowing both of us to have our truths and to have them coexist at right. the same time right. without me having to prove that you're right or wrong right. or that I'm right or wrong. Right. We can accept each other's truths as that individuals. I don't want to kind of going back to that reaction thing. So if you come up against, well, you know, maybe not up against is not the right word, but if you, run into or come into a situation where you're some talking or working with or whatever, somebody that truth is very at odds with yours. David, this happened to us on gender roles. Right. So we were batting. So you can accept the other person's truth as theirs. But we, neither of us did that. Yeah. No, I did. No, you kept repeating yourself and your truth. No, the reason I kept repeating myself is because you kept interjecting and talking over me. You were you, operating out of fear. 
No, you were asking me the same question. I would reply to you. you (laughs) No, I would answer, and then I would give you my response, and it wasn't something that you. You're operating out of fear right now. So you're right back to it. That's kind of like gaslighting. So, but you can. You're kind of like the king of gaslighting right now. Oh, so but you can accept the other person's truth as their truth, and realize kind of what you're talking about with the dimensions. That that doesn't impact impact me. That's not. So you were talking about ores, right? Right. You were talking about energy being a force field. Mm-hmm. So right now, if you raise up your arm, mm-hmm. that's how far you, it goes out. Right? What is this called? You you put your stiff arm? wrist. You put a stiff arm and you bend your wrist up so yeah. that it's perpendicular it's to your arm. arm. Yeah. Is that it has a term. It's a stiff arm. So you make off. a stiff arm and you move that you know in front of you and you imagine your arm. Yeah you know, making a circle around you. That is your area, your energy that you can typically control and not allow other people to impact. Like your bubble, you know, like people in the seventies or eighties would say, Hey man, stay out of my bubble. Or we all knew friends that were really close talkers. (laughs) They would like physically come into our space and you could feel it and it would be harder to not react. right? Right. Yeah. So, you our energy naturally extends out to your stiff arm. That sounds so weird. That's, now, that's a good description. If if you go to a psychic fair or something, they have these cameras that will take your picture and it will show your aura, your different colors of your auras. And my sister will joke because How do you get pictures of your aura? They have it's an electromagnetic camera. Really? So and it measures that you know ghost hunting, how yeah. ghost hunting can capture different energies. It's the same premise, but my sister that we always talk about, she'll laugh because she would always try to get pictures of her aura taken. She was friends with someone that their mother was a world renowned psychic that would find dead bodies. It's like too much to talk about right now. But so my sister got introduced to all of this through her friend, Kate. But so she would go to these fairs. My sister was a skeptic and every picture would come back and my sister's aura would be like two inches (laughs) (laughs) But then you'll go and some people's auras will extend way past the stiff arm. They're just open. Their chakras are wide open open, and they're just flowing. And um, where am I going with this? I don't know. Oh, my God. Energy. So you can shut down. If you are guarded and leading with a closed heart, you're keeping your energy close at bay. Right. You're keeping yourself shut in you're keeping yourself walled up and supposedly protected Mm. if you lead with an open heart some may say that you're vulnerable but what you're doing is you're you're flying with all of your chakras wide open and and you're allowing that constant exchange of energy right the downside is that certain chakras so you have you have seven primary chakras they go up to 144 then they go into the thousands but your primary chakras, like your sacral, your root, your throat, all of that, your crown, can get blocked. Yes. And so that's when you're allowing other people's energy to impact. Influence you, yeah. And that's, I think that's, you know, and it's okay to guard your energy sometimes, I think, too. It's, it's not a, necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes you need to. If you're wounded or hurt. And Lay like, low. Like, yeah. so... 
one of the things is that we forget that we need to recharge and take care mm. of ourselves. And what is the thing you say at the end of your yoga class? You can't take care of yourself. You can't take care of anybody else. And that's really important. It's mm. like in the Bible, say, what about your cup? Yeah, right. Is it half full or half empty or whatever? No, that's well, not that, the no, Bible. I mean, is like, it you fill up your cup first? Is that what it is? It's kind of like your, yeah, like when you're in an aircraft and they say, put your well, Libby is famous. Like she's constantly telling me to put my own oxygen mask on first. She's she's got it all figured out at age sixteen. Mom, just just take care of yourself and put your own oxygen mask on. Don't worry about me. <laughs> but that but that's it's true. How true is that? That's absolutely true. So we're at an hour. This yeah. is um we have to kind of wrap it up. But I'm kind of I don't know if I'm relieved. We haven't talked about me seeing. Or hearing things. Well, I think I think the next season we'll do we'll we'll do some stuff on kind of maybe spider off this. Like, you Keep know, moving forward with energy. Well, yeah, some energy stuff. But we'll we'll talk about a bunch of stuff. And you know, if we're staying with the theme of PTSD, and you know, all of this ties in is that we do have options mm -hmm. to move through mm -hmm. difficult situations, to work through triggers, mm -hmm. to work through obstacles in life. I think I talked about it in the, the PTSD episode was that, you know, I take a pause, you know, you can have the thought, recognize it, acknowledge the thought because it's there for a reason and then let it go. You don't have to act on it. So when I have my intrusive thoughts and I just say, okay, I don't have to react to that. I can recognize it, acknowledge it, and let it go. I think with energy for me, what I'm learning is that instead of stuffing it, stuffing your lower, your doubt, your worry, your fear, allow it to kind of be what it is, but recognize that it it's not who you are. Right. And that if you allow it to be in that moment and then you simply let it go, instead of stuffing it, it's a whole lot easier mm -hmm. than when it resurfaces in a decade and you're trying to work through it and release You're going to deal with it one way or the other. You might not deal with it right now, but it's going to come back up. Well, an energy that is stuffed down can manifest as your disease. body being at dis-ease, yeah. disease. And, um, and that's something to be conscious of and aware of is like, all of this has impact on who we are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so. Okay. We good? <laughs> you want to just end it? So thank So I, I reached out to you this morning. I said, I feel like we just need to close the loop and let people know that we haven't disappeared. No, we haven't disappeared. We've just been busy. And I think we kind of both realized that we need to. Take care of ourselves. Take care of ourselves, especially like I am just flat out the summer. And we'll, we'll, we'll reassess when we can revisit this. It will happen. What will happen? This podcast. What did you say you said to me the I'm other day? Quitting. You know, you, you're like, I haven't quit. I, I haven't quit, quit the job. And it was very cute. But so can I do a shameless plug that if anyone wants to buy a beautiful farm in South <laughs> Maine? There's one for sale. We know one that's for sale. I have a few showings this week. So that's a little bit of stress. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is stressful. Well, I've, I've moved and sold houses many times, and that's very stressful. I'm back to working in the store mm -hmm. six days a week. Right. Um, it's good. So I've, I've gone from two incomes down to one. 
one as a business owner. So as a small business owner, the bills get paid first. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, you're like straight out with yoga. Mm-hmm. Very busy, but in, it's been a good summer so far. Yeah. We're about halfway through it. So it's so. good. So we'll, yeah. We'll so s- we will, uh, we will be back. Um, if you'd like to reach out to us and give us some ideas of podcasts you'd like to hear, please do. Um, otherwise, uh, you can uh, visit Jennifer at any time you'd like to at uh, a little something in South Berwick, Maine, or you can always visit me here at uh, Yoga on York in York, Maine. You know what I just remembered? I wanted to say even our short season of seven episodes. Yeah. It's kind of cool how um, Stephanie, who is one of your yoga uh, students, that we there was a kind of a thread that we would talk about her yeah, a lot. Yeah. And every time that I would bump into her, she just like she goes oh my god i love it <laughs> so like even in that small way that we know that we're affecting yeah people nice. some in good ways some, some not good some, some people were irritating some people were irritating that's okay it's not the first time i've been irritating really. but um until next season thank you for listening and uh we will talk to you soon